Welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society. Do you remember hearing about the Battle of Bull Run during your school days? It was the first major battle of the Civil War. On July 21, 1861, Vermont's 2nd Regiment was involved in the clash between Confederate and Union troops. Bull Run is a small river that is a tributary of the Potomac River, sort of like the West River and the Connecticut River. The tributary is southwest of Washington, D.C. and northeast of Manassas Junction, Virginia. In 1861, Manassas had one of two major railroad lines that led to Washington, D.C., so it was of great strategic value. The Battle of Bull Run took place on the land between Bull Run the River and the railroad tracks. As you may remember, the fight between Union and Rebel troops was a disaster for the Union. The Federal side had almost 3,000 soldiers killed, wounded, or captured. After a day of fighting, the Union soldiers were chased off the field of battle by the Rebels. All told, about 36,000 troops were involved in this initial conflict and the loss became an embarrassment to the United States Army. Company C of the 2nd Vermont Regiment was made up of 85 men from the Brattleboro area. Edward Todd, a 21-year-old medical student, did a lot of the recruiting and became captain of the company. John S. Tyler, a 19-year-old law student, became first lieutenant, and Henry Campbell, a 24-year-old Putney farmer, was appointed second lieutenant. It was a young group of soldiers. Over 20% of the volunteers were still in their teens. The vast majority were in their 20s, and less than 10% were 30 years old or older. The military camp in Brattleboro did not come into existence until September 1861. Company C of the 2nd Vermont Regiment trained in Newfane and boarded at Wakefield's Hotel. On June 4th, they received orders to march to Brattleboro, where they loaded onto a train to travel north to Burlington, Vermont. In Burlington, they met up with the rest of the regiment. Their uniforms were made locally by two Brattleboro businesses from cloth produced by a company in Reading, Vermont. The uniforms consisted of a coat, pants, two shirts, and cap made of gray cloth with blue cording on the sides. There were many complaints about the uniform material. The Vermont Phoenix reported that the cloth manufacturer was unscrupulous and produced inferior quality material that was a poor, harsh, coarse cotton blend. Company C was disappointed with the quality and comfort of their gray uniforms. The company arrived in Burlington and joined the 2nd Vermont Regiment. The regiment consisted of 10 companies and 866 Vermont soldiers. It wasn't until June 19th that they received their weapons, and again they were disappointed. The federal government furnished the soldiers with smooth-bore muskets instead of guns with rifled barrels. Governor Fairbanks had written to the federal treasury pleading for rifled muskets, but they were not available. At a distance, smooth-bore muskets were not anywhere near as accurate as rifled muskets. This would prove to be a problem at Bull Run. On June 21st, the 2nd Vermont Regiment boarded 24 train cars and headed south to Troy, New York, then Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, then Baltimore, Maryland, and finally marched into Washington, D.C. The immediate task was to defend the United States Capitol. The 2nd Vermont Regiment crossed the Potomac River and helped Union troops occupy Alexandria, Virginia. From there, on July 16th, they received orders to march towards the Rebel Army at Manassas Junction, Virginia, about 25 miles southwest of their camp. The Battle of Bull Run was the first major conflict during the Civil War. Each side committed about 18,000 soldiers to the battlefield. When the battle began on July 21st, the 2nd Vermont Regiment was held in reserve about four miles away from the conflict. The regiment was finally ordered to advance, but taken on a route which added three miles to its journey. 
For the last two miles, they were ordered to march double time so they could join the fight as soon as possible. As they arrived on the hills between Bull Run and Manassas, they were led to Chin Ridge. The Union Army had already lost the major battlefield, Henry Hill, and were attempting to reestablish a foothold on nearby Chin Ridge. It was the Union's last stand, and it took less than an hour for the Vermont troops to get pushed off the ridge by the Confederates. As the battle unfolded, Vermonters advanced to the top of Chin Ridge and looked to attack Confederate Colonel Thomas Jackson's troops, who were 300 yards away on the edge of some woods. The Vermont troops needed to close the gap in order to bring their smoothbore muskets to bear on the enemy. Meanwhile, Jackson's artillery pounded the Vermonters and stopped main reinforcements from joining the battle. Confederate small arms fire decimated the Union line. The Vermonters pushed on, but Confederate cavalry reinforcements arrived and overran Chin Ridge. The 2nd Vermont retreated and scattered back to their original camp at Centerville, Virginia. It was there they reorganized and assessed their losses. The first Vermonter to lose his life in a Civil War battle was Brattleboro's 32-year-old Corporal Russell Benjamin of Company C. In the advance up Chin Ridge, he had been blown off his feet by an artillery shell and killed instantly. Once Company C made it to the top of the ridge, Captain Edward Todd was shot through the neck and removed from the field. 19-year-old John S. Tyler assumed command and, according to his reports, watched 10 to 15 men around him fall as he advanced the company down the ridge in hopes of getting in range to launch effective fire upon Jackson's troops. The Vermonters had no artillery support, were outgunned, and then overrun by rebel cavalry. In civilian life, Bradbury's 22-year-old Charles Rice had driven an ox and wagon for work. During the battle, he was hit in both legs from artillery shell shrapnel. His friend, Royal Fife, a 23-year-old farmer from Halifax, lifted Rice onto the back of an abandoned horse and attempted to remove him from the battlefield. Both men were captured and brought to Libby Prison in Richmond, Virginia. They were paroled after six months. Rice never recovered fully from his injuries and was an invalid for the rest of his life. Fife became ill while in prison and died a little over a year after he was released from the rebel jail. Brattleboro's 19-year-old Edward Gilson, a papermaker, was shot in the leg, left on the battlefield, and captured. He died a little over a month later while in the Richmond prison. Brattleboro's 18-year-old Alicia Keebles was a machinist in civilian life. While on Chin Ridge, he was shot in the head, left on the battlefield, and captured. He died a few weeks later in Libby Prison. A few days after the battle, Lieutenant John S. Tyler sent a telegraph dispatch back to home which stated, The company was terribly cut in the battle on Sunday. Three were killed, 10 were wounded, and 30 are missing. Many of the missing turned up as some combination of wounded and or captured. At 32 years old, Corporal Russell Benjamin was one of the older men in Company C. He was well-liked, and the troops nicknamed him Rusty Ben to acknowledge his relatively old age. In civilian life, he took care of horses at Ray's livery stable. Confederate Colonel Jackson gained his nickname Stonewall at Bull Run. His troops had held firm on Henry Hill, like a stone wall, before the 2nd Vermont Regiment was called into the fight. Ironically, the two men could have met a year earlier. In 1860, Stonewall Jackson and his wife stayed at the Wesselhoff Water Cure on Elliott Street for a few weeks. Ray's livery stable was the main provider of carriages for the water cure guests. A little over a year later, it was Jackson's artillery that killed Benjamin. Russell Benjamin also lived on Elliott Street and left a wife and two children. Philander Streeter was a private in Company C. 
In civilian life, he had been a carriage maker living and working in Brattleboro. He was 21 years old and one of nine children from a Vernon family. During the Battle of Bull Run, he was captured when the rebel cavalry overran federal troops. While Russell Benjamin was the first Vermonter killed in battle during the Civil War, Philander Streeter became the first Union soldier placed in the infamous Libby Prison. In Richmond, Virginia, two days after the Battle of Bull Run, a candle and food warehouse leased by a Maine family named Libby was converted into a prison notorious for its ill treatment of Union prisoners during the remainder of the war. More than 50,000 Union soldiers passed through Libby Prison. Philander Streeter was the first. Fortunately, he was paroled in January 1862 and returned to military service. He survived the war and mustered out of the military after his three-year enlistment ended in 1864. Bull Run was a wake-up call for the Union Army. Soon after, a military camp was established at the present location of Brattleboro Union High School, the town garage, and the partial neighborhoods of Fort Dummer and Oak Grove. The camp became a central mustering in and mustering out site for Vermont troops and also a Civil War hospital. More than one-third of all Vermont soldiers passed through the camp, and over 4,000 soldiers were cared for at the hospital. The 2nd Vermont Regiment would later join the Vermont Brigade and fight in a total of 30 Civil War battles. The young men of the 2nd Vermont Regiment served longer than any other Vermonters and, by the end of the war, were the most hardened veterans in the state. Do you think Rusty and Stonewall ever spoke to one another during those two weeks in 1860? Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.